0: Hey guys, it's Lacey from Sober Company. We're doing something a little different this week. We are running a rerun. Nick and I are giving ourselves a bit of a vacation, a week off, and instead of just letting the air go silent, we thought we'd give you some good older content that is still extremely relevant, if not very relevant for today. A lot of people are doing dry January, or if not... This episode is, I think, helpful for anybody who is choosing to either drink less or not at all forever or for a month. It's all about the benefits, some of the side benefits you get from not drinking alcohol, some of the stuff that appears in your life, some of the stuff that disappears in your life that's helpful, all the good stuff that comes with it, including you know the you know not dying from poisoning yourself slowly or quickly for that matter. Anyway, this was recorded around this time last year, which, as we all know, was a different place in time. So you will, I think, distinctly hear that Nick and I sound maybe less exhausted. Uh, But what we were talking about remains very true and is still super helpful to hear, I think. So enjoy and a happy new year. This is Sober Company, a podcast about modern sobriety. My name is Lacey. My name is Nick. And today, I don't know why I'm laughing, but we're going to talk about benefits of not drinking. Oh. Yeah, we figured, well, Nick figured it was his idea.
1: There's so many benefits I've had.
0: That it's dry January. That was my
1: idea, yeah. That's what I'm about to I, say. I created dry January. You,
0: <laughs> you definitely did not. No,
1: I didn't. Treat. I don't know who came up with that. It's been a thing for a while now. It wasn't yeah. like when I was much younger and nobody ever did that. It no, was just because like called like like
0: when I was in my drinking. Maybe I just like was like that's so ridiculous. I'm it was even-
1: just called like post hangover shame of the holidays.
0: <laughs> no, but your idea was that there's going to be a bunch of people trying dry, dry January. Maybe yeah. some of those people actually need to stop forever, but. That we could talk about. What
1: do you mean they have to stop forever? Well,
0: maybe some people are, you know, have a serious dependence and are kind of going with dry a, January yeah, as like
1: reevaluating a, your to relationship. See yeah.
0: If, yeah. And so we are going to talk about the other benefits to not drinking other than just like not killing yourself and destroying your life.
1: Yeah. Cause I think at first, at least this is how it was for me, when I stopped drinking, it was kind of like, oh, this sucks lose the ability to drink alcohol, you know, I can't do this anymore. And then reframing it as being like, no, I get to not do that anymore because of all all this like cool shit is happening to me now. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I I remember having that thinking like, why can't I just be normal? Why can't I? And I just desperately wanted that. Yeah. But fuck that.
1: Yeah, but now it's like so many people, maybe they do, maybe they don't have a problem, I don't know, just around the office, around... Social gatherings I'm going to. Like, so many people. I would say majority of people. Yeah. So many drink menus have, like, there was one restaurant that my friend was showing me that had a dry January section. Yeah. And
0: I'm seeing people post it on Instagram too.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a super big thing. Now it's been co opted by capitalist means.
0: Cool. I think it'll help people.
1: It's super going to help people. Like the Sober Curious movement. Yeah. No, no, no. It's totally cool. I think it's great that it's on trend. I think it's great that veganism's on trend too. That's right. Lots of people are doing sober January or dry January and vegan ve- weary, whatever. Yeah, they they, need, to really no, they the need to work on that. I think
0: works. it. Ha- I think it's big in the UK. Oh, is it? Yeah, I like fell down a bit of a hole, you know, online and yeah, it, yeah. Anyway, so benefits of not drinking things that you not necessarily think about. Your like, cycling gets easier to pick up. <laughs> Bring down the stairs of your apartment building. You're, not as many wine bottles.
1: You're cycling?
0: Recycling.
1: Oh, I thought you meant like your period oh. or something. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, I'll take your word for it.
0: Uh, I'm trying to think of any benefits of period stuff now with drinking.
1: I think just yeah. health in general.
0: Yes, your health gets so a lot
1: better. I think that, you know, of course, like you're not putting... Poison in your body anymore? Ethanol. Yeah, I think for me, it's been really helpful to just stay on top of my like gym routine. Yeah, like I not, said before, you don't, when you
0: don't feel like shit, you can do things.
1: Yeah, for sure. In terms of that, like the benefits are kind of like spillover benefits because there's a lot of things that you probably might not want to do if you're drinking. You know,
0: right? Right. Your motivation's no. not there. Well, like I think you know, in the way beginning, you don't know how to fill your time, but you know, and you end up being bored a lot, which is a major trigger. Yeah. But then you end up filling, figuring out ways to fill your time with things that are hopefully meaningful and impactful, and like make you a better person, or just do interesting things, create stuff, go and yeah. see events, make friends. You know, you have to actually do things as opposed to just like sidling up to a bar or watching Netflix with. Yeah, wine. I think
1: like the default a lot of times was like after work, like going. To go drink or going home and, you know, drinking.
0: Yeah, I just used to drink a lot of wine and eat a lot of cheese and watch HBO series. Yeah. Which, you know. And, you know, we can talk about some of the more surface narcissistic stuff that comes along with not drinking. Like what? You just look better. Your skin is a lot better. Yeah. You lose weight. Yeah. You don't, because drinking, drinking causes you to be hungry more. Yeah. While you're drinking. Yeah. It fucked up my blood sugar so badly. I still think I have really bad blood sugar. And I have to remember that that was the old me. Yeah. It like created such a. Impact on me. Yeah. So I'd get hangry at like <laughs> almost every hour of the day. Really? So I could never make it to lunch before. Mm. I would get starving at like 11. Of course, I had like an egg and cheese before that. Yeah. And I would be starving yeah. before lunch. I could yeah. never get there without being really hungry and irritable. Mm-hmm. And now I, it's not a problem at all. You know, I just, yeah. it's, I don't get that way. I get the, I barely ever get that oh, way. Why,
1: so alcohol breaks down is, Sugar,
0: it does. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, alcohol is pure sugar.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when I was first stopping drinking and going to AA meetings, and people were like, "You should go buy some candy." And there's like people who just like used to walk around with like bags of candy all the time.
0: Right. I've been to AA meetings where they like have a bucket of candy and they just pass it around. Oh, really? Circle.
1: Yeah. But I mean, that makes sense. Like scientifically, like it's helpful if you're like in the first you know, early stages oh, of it. And I definitely did some that. Candy. I ate yeah. tons
0: of ice cream. Yeah. Tons. I think it was probably, it was because it, the last time I, I stopped, it was in June. So it was the summer. So I just ate tons of ice cream. But if
1: you're doing dry January now and you stop drinking, are you going to want to eat like I'm sure stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's almost dry January. You're almost going through like the worst part in January. and and not
0: getting the benefits of it.
1: You should just stop drinking. Yeah, really. In February, don't go back. Because that's what happens is like February, it's kind of like, well, I did it. Willpower style. But you're just getting to actually the good part.
0: I know. The alcohol starting to actually get out of your system. I think three months is the real marker, which why that whole... 90-90 works is important yeah. because there's actually something that happens to your body after 90 days. Yeah,
1: but I have had people tell me who have completed the dry January and then gone back to drinking after that, that it actually does lead to changes in the way that you...
0: Your relationship to alcohol.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: How you use it.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I was talking to my friend and she was saying how, you know, you used to just go and drink a lot, you know, and... Not even like about a it. problem drinker, but like yeah, like I think even if you're not a problem drinker, you can go out and get blackout sometimes, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we've talked about this, but there's like not like a Kinsey scale of alcohol dependency. Yeah. So there's a one and a seven, right? No one's. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of sevens, but and maybe there's some ones. It's not necessarily like sexuality, but that there's a rate. There's a scale. Of how much how dependent you are on uh, yes. a substance, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: So maybe you and I are more like the seven eight range in terms of
1: dependence. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. I, I get th- what you're saying. Can get
1: you can go out and do alcoholic type things and not maybe consider yourself having like a issue with drinking,
0: but you know? if it could be an issue for you.
1: It could be, yeah, yeah. But I guess like you know, this person would not consider themselves having like a problem with drinking, but it's like every once in a while you go overboard. You know, or you—it was just like not being mindful of it. You mm-hmm. know, just going out like every night and just drinking, just because that's it like becomes what your everyone, routine. Yeah, it becomes your routine. It becomes habit. It's like what everyone's doing. And then when you go through this process where you just take a break from it, you're kind of like, "Whoa, I'm living my life without going out every single night and drinking." You know, which right. is a common thing in New York. Yeah, that people just go out every single night. And have like one or two drinks. I was about
0: know? to say I think think it's a winter thing, but then I'm like, no, in the summer it's all about outdoor drinking. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it no, just switches you can it. Drink
1: so. year round here. Yeah, you no. Know? It's and even it's like not in an kind of, you know, two drinks or whatever the right. doctor approved version of drinking is.
0: Right. I think women are allowed like eight drinks a week.
1: Eight drinks a week's not that much. No. Yeah. No, that's yeah. If you're drinking every day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Yeah, I definitely didn't do that. That's another yeah. benefit. I now to go to um, doctor checkups. I used to just what I started getting results back from my yearly exam that was telling me that I telling everyone that I had a drinking problem. Yeah, for my blood work or whatever. Yeah. And and um, so I just stopped going because smart. Yeah, <laughs> that that way you don't have to get that information. That's smart, yeah, yeah. So now I go and I'm super proud. Uh, cool of my results. If I know this is really bougie, but if you go and get a facial or something, or a lot of times they ask all these questions about you and they're like, How much do you drink? I'm like super proud to say none, nothing, zero, you know? And
1: they're like, Wow, you're healthy. (laughs) (laughs) If they only knew the true story.
0: Well, I'm happy to tell them as we all know. But you know,
1: okay, so speaking of health stuff, uh, I was reading this book called Why We Sleep. It's like about sleep, and sleep is like, Super important. So, I mean, according to this book, it's everything. You know what I mean? Like, really, there's so many benefits to sleep that I did not... I recommend this book. It's a great book. Uh, You should check it out. Uh, It'll change you when you think... Because now I'm like, dude, I definitely need eight hours of sleep. Like, every day. I always try for it. I always try. I used to try for it, but it would slip. But now it's like, dude, this is, like, serious. But anyways, when you're drinking, you think you're getting sleep, and you're not actually getting Sleep. You're not getting to like the REM, REM sleep. You know what I mean? You're getting to like the stages before that and it's just like shit quality sleep. So and you can still like sleep like eight hours, but you're not getting the health benefits of actually sleeping. You know, And
0: REM is um, where you process things.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And that's important for trauma and just for the stupid shit that goes on during the day and yeah. just how you get through life.
1: Yeah, just overall happiness, you know?
0: So that's... Important. So,
1: oh my God, that's like super, super important. And in that book, he talks about alcohol and how it like gives you the mask that you're sleeping. Because I even remember when I was drinking, sometimes I would be like, "I'm going to drink something that because it's going to help me go to sleep." They're sleep, yeah. You know, I what think I mean? a lot
0: of people do that. Yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've, heard, I hear that quite a lot. A uh, like, nightcap. It's right like, to get. It, yeah, and I just, I just think it's bad to become dependent on anything to get you to sleep. I mean, if you can help it,
1: obviously. Well, yeah, but it's also like prob It's Kind of like this thing where the problems compound on each other. Yeah. Like, I can't sleep, so I need to take this thing. And then it's like, now I can't sleep unless I take the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like dependence on anything, right?
0: Right, right. The other thing I noticed that I've kind of forgotten about, and actually one of my relatives who I love. Was telling me about you know when he's stopped for periods of time, he noticed that his his brain works better. And I yeah. totally, I totally forgot about that. That my recall was like incredible. I just it, it was like zing, you know. And yeah. I guess it still is. I still probably have the same recall I had about three months after getting sober. Yeah, but just you know, my synapses just fired faster. It yeah. just I could I could feel it happening. You know, in meetings at work, I could just name artists or name photographers. You know, the, the things that I needed to remember at work, yeah. I could just take it immediately from my brain and, and you know, reference it. Yeah. Whereas before I'd be like, you know, it's that person, that thing with that, mm, that you know, yeah, that ad like that one like
1: time. Fog. Fog like, all the time, that hate. Yeah, always fog, yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's nice to have that clean, crisp mind. Oh,
1: yeah, totally. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah that's really an awesome benefit actually you know just the way that you have awareness in the world is different
0: mhm yeah i think it allows you to be more mindful i think drinking and mindfulness do not yes. go hand in hand yeah. clearly yeah. but i think i remember i just had a lot less patience in general and mm-hmm. i think when you learn to sit through discomfort by going through the process of getting sober it's like a lot of benefits there just to the process Remember, I wouldn't be able to get my nails. I didn't like getting my nails done and stuff because I just was waiting for it to be over. Oh, Every, yeah, everything I did, I was waiting it for it to be oh over. Oh my god,
1: you're so right. I was such like an angry person. Yeah, very impatient, very like quick to anger. I mean, I'm still working on those things, but like removing alcohol from it, it makes it so much easier. A lot of it is like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm not just an angry person. Maybe if this substance was actually. Creating, creating this from yeah. anger in me you
0: yeah know? yeah I just think it's cheesy but I now kind of enjoy simpler pleasures like yeah. I like getting my nails done now and just the human interaction of it and whatever just the you can't do any you're forced to not do anything I guess else you're
1: like now you're bringing up like a more like philosophical point but it is getting in touch with you how you really are yeah, because otherwise, like it was just it. like this foreign substance constantly being in your body,
0: mm-hmm. you know, affecting how you thought and felt.
1: Yeah. And then, like, separating that out and getting that out of your system, it's kind of like, oh, you know what? This is what I'm actually like.
0: Yeah. And, and, you and remove I remove that thing from it, you know? That's a lot of the reason why people drink or use drugs is to get away from themselves. Oh, so, yeah. Duché. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that's why I started too. So, <laughs> yeah, too. you're right. <laughs> It comes like full circle, I guess. Yeah. And
0: I guess that's why recovery is all about, well, for us, it's all, all about self-acceptance and, yeah. you know, learning to be kind to yourself.
1: Oh God, actually, you're right. Like it must suck to be with yourself <laughs> at the beginning.
0: Yeah. Well, I just, at the beginning, and I know like we can also talk later about, you know, the early days and what helps to get you through them. Yeah. But yeah, I I definitely found ways to get out of Myself.
1: No, you're service. totally right. Like I didn't fucking like it. You know, that's why it's so hard to quit drinking, I think. Because you, I hadn't been with myself in such a long time. No, you know? there was
0: a lot of self-hatred. Yeah,
1: and I didn't like who I was, you yeah. know. So that whole like self-love thing was something I had to work on.
0: No, it took, I think yeah. I'm like almost there.
1: You are? Oh, <laughs> yeah. cool. Tell me when you get there because <laughs> I have no fucking idea how to get there. I have this like self-love that's almost just borderline arrogance. Which is not even like love, you know?
0: That's, I think that's, um,
1: it's like how, armor. That's armor. It's like how Kanye loves Kanye.
0: That's armor. That's protection. That's kind of like what I'm, that's I
1: model myself after Kanye. Cool. He's my hero. That's awesome. Is that a good thing?
0: Yeah, we just go, yeah. All right, <laughs> yeah. moving on.
1: <laughs> Don't lie to me. I Don't bet, patronize I bet, me. I bet
0: Kanye's sober.
1: You bet he's sober? No. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, Dude, he, he is. talks
1: about drinking all the time. Maybe he does. now, I, I mean, he... but like you were telling me, Kim's vegan. I'm sure she's keeping that shit in check.
0: I think the Kardashians have him <laughs> under the control. On lock.
1: Kanye, if you're listening, yeah. which you're not. What's but up? <laughs> if you were, I want to meet you. I hang out with you. All right.
0: <laughs> okay. One of the other. Well, we already kind of mentioned this. How you get comfortable with being more being uncomfortable that yeah. that's that's like a life lesson or life it, it's just such an amazing habit and power to have being able to sit through discomfort mm-hmm.
1: it, it's like a superpower
0: it serves you everywhere and i'm not saying that you should always sit through discomfort you absolutely have to leave certain situations and you don't have to do certain things and you don't have to do applications but i'm talking about like being on the train or I don't know. What are some other just like discomforts of life? Boring meetings.
1: Just boredom in general.
0: Boredom is really uncomfortable.
1: Boredom was a big reason why I drank a lot.
0: Me too. You know? Yeah.
1: And so being able to sit with boredom is actually insane.
0: It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I still have that problem. Like on dates and stuff. It's really, it's difficult. So things to get you through the first couple months of sobriety. I took a lot of naps. Naps are good. Took a lot, a lot of naps. Lots of like long showers too. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones where you sit down on the floor and let the just water go for you. (laughs) Pound on your head. Really? Yeah. Or on your back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think like running exercise. Exercise is really good. I got super, super into running. Yeah, I mean, I had always been into running, but it took it to another extreme. And I've heard a lot of people who quit do that. There's a lot of like triathletes and marathon runners. Yeah, start after. I,
0: I think the same stuff is compelling. You know, I think addicts are attracted to things like triathlons because it's yeah. extreme, and I think addicts are always looking for that kind of extreme yeah. feeling.
1: I also started eating a lot more.
0: Too, yeah, I definitely, which is
1: like. Okay, it's fine, but you know, like it's it's kind of interesting with like because I was also like not smoking too, and yeah. I don't know if it's like the taste bud things, but like shit, you just taste stuff more, way more.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, I ate more. I mean, it's interesting. You are losing weight from not drinking, but then you are trying to stuff your face so that you don't feel the discomfort of not drinking. so Because yeah. I think, you know, when you go to eating and sugar and stuff, it's still a dopamine thing mm-hmm. to distract you from whatever you're sitting with. Yeah. And I think I've only just started recently to kind of get off of that. And it's been three and a half years, so.
1: Get off what, food?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Being more mindful about what I'm eating. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think just like surrounding yourself with like, other people who are doing it. So get your friends to do it too, if you're doing it. Yeah. Otherwise it's really hard to just like quit out of life, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think calling people being comfortable, I know that's not comfortable for a lot of the younger folk like you, Nick, that, <laughs> but, um, that's not true. Nick likes talking on the phone.
1: No, I don't. We talk don't on
0: the mean, phone all the time.
1: We text a lot,
0: but, and everyone's while we have a long phone call anyway, whatever <laughs> we,
1: you're right. We do talk on the phone. Yeah.
0: So wow. yeah, So I think calling people and talking can lift you out of whatever mood you're in. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a mood and you're ruminating and you're like, "Fuck, I want to drink." Fuck, I want to do this. If you just call somebody, and I know it's stereotypical with AA, like there's phone number lists, and yeah, but it does help you because, and it doesn't have to be a, it doesn't have to be someone in the program or a friend. It can just. I mean, I wouldn't call someone who triggers you, obviously, but calling someone just to talk about whatever, gossip, you yeah. know, to take you out of the mood you're in, it mm-hmm. helps so much. Yeah. Oh, going to the movies. Oh yeah. Uh again, it's just like ways of getting yourself out of reality. Yeah. That is a substance you're putting in your body. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you can't rely on forever, obviously, but I think if novels are your thing or just movies, like going to the movies, like going and sitting in a dark theater as opposed to just sitting on your couch, because I think sitting on the couch is kind of similar to maybe other behavior, you know, from your past. I mean, it was for me. Mm-hmm. So going to the movies was really good.
1: Yeah. I used to play video games a lot, but that's like that's sitting sim- on the Yeah, couch.
0: well, but still, it like takes you out of your...
1: It's combining, actually, playing video games and talking on the phone.
0: Oh, that's right. Like you interact you with people. You chat.
1: It's horrible though. If you've heard some of these kids. I haven't. Playing Call of Duty, you'll be called the worst things in the world, you know? <laughs> and then the last thing you're thinking about is drinking. There you go. Because you're just like, what the hell? This like little like 10 year old just called me the N word. Like-
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so glad. I have no idea. (laughs) This this is just like something does not exist in my world. (laughs) It doesn't. Besides having to sit through like commercials for it at the beginning of movies, and I'm like, "What is this shit?" You
1: can borrow my Xbox if you want.
0: That's okay.
1: Uh, It might be a good uh, dry January activity for you.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, so along with napping, just going to bed really early. (laughs) I mean, you may not be able to. I know it is past your bedtime, right? It is. But I definitely changed my schedule when I stopped drinking. I mean, over the years, I just stopped. I try to go to bed at 10 now and I wake up really early and I just like it better. I just feel like nothing really good can happen after a certain time. I'm usually just like watching TV or something that's not contributing to my life in any way. Yeah. So, I mean, unless you're like into a really good book, cool. But along with your sleep stuff.
1: No, but on that point of like, going to bed, like I just naturally find myself sleepy now because I'm like you, I get up early in the morning yeah, around like six thirty, you yeah. know? And so you just naturally like after doing that and then going to the gym and expending a lot of energy, right. I think it's actually like a natural way to live versus like when I was boozing and doing cocaine and I'd be like up to like whatever hours, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's some synthetic shit in my body that's making me do that. And then I'd end up like on weekends just like crashing the entire weekend. You
0: right, know? right, yeah. Or like a
1: Sunday sleeping until like 5 p.m., uh, you know what I mean?
0: I, that brings me back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think. uh... That
1: was really weird that I actually get up on the weekends and have like a full day. Me
0: too. I have like shit that I want to get done. Because the
1: weekends were just like lost weekends.
0: Yeah. That were just
1: like fucking like blackout blur until like shameful Monday, like walking into work being like, oh, god damn it. Oh, that's the other thing. these people knew what I was doing this weekend.
0: It gives you anxiety.
1: Oh my God. So much anxiety. The whole thing was like, oh my God. It would be like constant anxiety. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, until Thursday came, where it started drinking again, and then it would just be like this vicious cycle of like blackout and then anxiety and then blackout.
0: Yeah, the anxiety. But it also, it does, it like, I think it's something that, it's not something I can really explain, but your body is always trying to neutralize itself. So when you bring this substance into it that makes you feel a certain way, it then sends other chemicals into your body to try and like, Level it out. So, mm-hmm. those other things are, are what gives you anxiety, real bad. Oh, seriously? That's yeah. what happens? Yeah.
1: Oh, damn. And
0: I also read that when you do Coke or whatever, probably Molly, and also drink a lot, you you use up your serotonin levels, and so you get deep depression from that. Mm. And that's like what a cocaine over is, right? Like, you just feel super depressed. Yeah, Yeah. that's the
1: good shit. Yeah, That's when you know you got some real good... The real stuff. ...pure China. (laughs) (laughs) That Scarface shit. (laughs) You know how depressed Scarface must have been in that movie? Do you know how much cocaine he was doing all the time? So sad.
0: So sad. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was talking to my therapist about... When I was still trying to get sober in the early days, I remember her asking me a question like, what do you want to feel at the end of the day? And I said, I really want to feel satisfied. Yeah. And I go back to that because going to bed at 10... I feel it's satisfying because I'm done with my day and this is all I've wanted to, I've done what I've, I, I don't always do what I want to accomplish, but I've accomplished something. Yeah. And so there's a feeling of satisfaction, mm. you know, that helps me get asleep, sleep. And yeah. So I think it's just that overall feeling of you're on your side and, yeah, you know,
1: what about the people who say that, uh, that sounds like pretty cool and all that you're healthy and stuff, but it's, it sounds super lame and boring. <laughs> like I need some like dysfunction in my life, you That's know? That's right. Are There's so many other ways
0: to be dysfunctional. Are there? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, You can rack up credit card debt. <laughs> you, can- <laughs> <laughs> you can have sex with lots of people and be emotionally manipulative. Oh shit. Yeah.
1: Okay. So these are all like fun sober activities. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, I'm sure there's other stuff in there. You can over exercise.
1: So you're not like saying because coming across like you're super like you know with it and your life totally changed and it's super awesome. But you, I just want you to know that you could still be like a total fucking wreck and like not be drinking, right?
0: Oh, of course. But I think if you cut drinking and stuff out. It will ultimately lead to better things. It doesn't happen right away. Though. No, for
1: sure. Then you can actually see that you're sleeping with all these like horrible people.
0: Right. And maybe why you're doing it. And maybe see a therapist.
1: Damn. So it's the pathway to like getting on
0: the It's good. true. Yeah. Yeah. There's this um, old school expression dry drunk.
1: Mm, what is that?
0: That is somebody who doesn't drink but hasn't dealt with their shit. Oh. So. It's somebody who still kind of acts like how you act emotionally when you're using, um, but they're not using anymore. They just haven't, you know, kind of dealt with their shit. Yeah. So there's a full capability for that to happen.
1: Like for the rest of your life. Yeah.
0: You're just angry, angry. Or emotionally manipulative, and so how do you
1: start like working on your stuff then?
0: Therapy and good books, lots of books. Just spend Uh lots of money on books, like I do.
1: Okay, but what if you do good friends? Good friends,
0: (laughs) good server friends, who again using AA parlance, find people who where you want what they have. Wow, (laughs) you really know a
1: lot about AA for like not liking AA. I like. Are you a secret AA person?
0: Okay. Let's not say I don't like AA. It just didn't speak to me Yeah. when I was getting first sober. So.
1: Yeah. But you know a lot about it.
0: Yeah. I know a lot about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's around it's like yeah. the water.
1: It's like the water.
0: <laughs> Does a fish even know that, know what water is? No.
1: Wow. You're like the thousand person who's like said that to me just in the last like two weeks. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but maybe it's something to do with dry January. <laughs>
0: Everyone's getting really yeah. faux deep. Everyone's, yeah. Uh, all right, that's a good way to end us, right? Yeah. Does a fish know what water is? Or what? Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's the perfect way to end any conversation. <laughs> Say that, and that's a surefire, just, just conversation ender.
0: The persons people are just like cool peas. Cool.
1: <laughs> all
0: right, you want to lead us? No, you want
1: me? to I mean, do it. you're spouting all the philosophical quotes <laughs> here, so I think you should.
0: Okay, so you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Sober Co Podcast, and our website sobercompanypodcast Please rate, review, and subscribe and share with your friends, anyone you think this would be helpful for. And uh, we love our theme music, which is by John Tessier, uh, courtesy of Said So Sound. And that is it. Have a great dry January.
1: Kanye, hit me up, man. We can hang out sober. All right. You're going to cut this whole part. This is going to be the blooper.